This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Timothy Caulfield here, one of my favorite guests. Uh, Dr. Caulfield, thank you for joining us again. Always a pleasure to chat. Thanks for having me on. You know, you're a guy who studies junk science and misinformation and all this sort of stuff. And you're, is it fair to say you're among, you, you're the world leader in debunking? I think that's fair at this point, isn't it? I mean, Netflix, <laughs> Men's Health Magazine, you're, you're the guy, that, the go-to guy at this point, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the go-to guy, but I, I will say this: I'm, I'm part of a of, of a growing and incredible community that is really, you know, fighting the fight against what I think is one of this era's biggest challenges. And as you said, right at the top, that's that's the spread of misinformation, which is absolutely everywhere. I will say this though, Shay, it's, yeah. it's non. It's not. It's oh. endless, and it seems to be accelerating. You're absolutely right. You know, you, and I think it, it's God's work that you're doing. And as you say, it never stops. It's exhausting. But is this as bad as it has ever been? Have we ever lived through an era of misinformation and pseudoscience and nonsense, really, like we're seeing right now? You know, I'm going to say it, this is the worst I've ever seen. It look, you know, misinformation has been with us forever. Yep. You know, probably as soon as human beings started communicating, there was. There was misinformation, but uh, it really has intensified. You know, to be honest with you, in some ways, I think this is worse than the 2016 election when there was, you know, so much uh, of that kind of misinformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because this now has become, you know, it's about our health, uh, it, you know, it is literally killing people. And it also has become so tremendously polarized. And we've seen that around things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And now we're seeing it around, around the mandates. Uh, and and I think that makes it more difficult to fight it because it really becomes about people's personal identification, right? It becomes their in-group signaling. It becomes about their ideology rather than than the science. I still think we can fight fight it. I, I, I'm always very optimistic, but I think it's getting more and more difficult. I think you're right. Um, you, you've authored a new piece called um, "The Golden Age of Junk Science Is Killing Us" for Men's Health Magazine. In the piece, you sort of walk through how we got to this point where it's so abundant and, and as you say, so polarizing. And of course, social media is is number one. That's where this all started, right? Yeah, I you know I'm all often asked that you know what's different about today you know what and there is a lot going on. It's a complex social phenomenon. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to simplify it, but for sure you're right. It's social media is is the dominant source right now. There's a really interesting study that came out of the University of Alberta not that long ago where they, they tried to kind of quantify um, where the misinformation was coming from, and they said 85% of it sort of has as, it, as its origin story social media. So that really speaks to that point. But you know what the other thing is, and tell me if I'm wrong here as someone who studies this, we also have a lot of unscrupulous provocateurs who recognize the power of polarization and of this misinformation, and they will happily use it for clicks and for clout and for attention and cash in some cases. So it's also they're the ones that weaponize it. They're the ones that turn it into this cause that people are rallying around because, I mean, that's definitely part of it, right? Hey, I, I completely agree with you, and, and um, it's infuriating. <laughs> it really is because I think it's often overlooked that a lot of this misinformation is done 
for the pur- purpose of a profit, yep. of, of building a personal brand. And, and you're right. They, these individuals are leveraging anger and fear and in-group signaling, as I said before, in order uh, for personal benefit. Yeah. You know, Mercola is a really good example of that. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is another really good example of that. And I can go on and on. And the other, other group are, are these wellness people that have really kind of glommed on to this misinformation train in order to sell supplements and, you know, crazy diets. So, yeah, you're right. People are leveraging the noise for personal gain. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, uh, there's a great part in in your piece that I think really illustrates how difficult the battle is, where we heard the stories about the COVID infection parties, and you jumped right in, and, and you recognized, okay, this probably isn't true, but it triggers us, right? I mean, this information comes across in such a way that we react with emotion in a lot of cases, because it gets our back up, it gets us into the fight, and I mean, even for people, this is what you do, and it's so easy to get sucked into it. Yeah, I started the piece because I wanted to highlight that I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I sympathize with everyone who's trying to sift through all you know the the nonsense. Um, yeah, this was I don't know if you remember it was it was last summer and there was uh, the, these COVID parties yep. uh, concerns were circulating and I it, it played to my concerns, it played to my ideology, right? And and I immediately believed it and started ranting against it. And I did a little bit of digging. And found out, you know, this is probably a myth. You know, <laughs> since then, Shay thinks, you know, there's questions about whether it's happening. But, but I deleted the tweet, you know, and I apologized uh, that I have to, and reminded myself to be more careful. So we all, we, it can happen to all of us, right? And we all have to be vigilant. But that's the question. When, when logic and reason and the ability to think through something gets replaced by emotion and ideology, and as you say, it happens to all of us because that's so much easier. Um, it's almost impossible. That's a tough nut to crack, Doc. It, it really, it really is because you know we want to believe. Yeah, we want to believe. We want this stuff to you know we've especially if you've kind of committed to a position. You know, maybe you've you've taken on a, a position at your workplace, and this is what your belief, and all your friends know that the, this is your belief. It becomes really difficult to change your mind, and when you see something that might support that position, you know, you go all in and you embrace it. Right? That's our confirmation bias, which is so so powerful. Yeah, you're you're right. It, it gets very very difficult. Any optimism? Any? Do you got a message of, of hope for us, or are we doomed here? Because sometimes it feels like we're doomed. Uh, I, I'll, I'll circle back to what I said at the beginning. You know, the, the good news is there is this growing community, and I've sensed it. You know, I've been studying this for decades, and I've really sensed this growing community. It's a wonderful community that's fighting misinformation. I've also seen entities like the World Health Organization, you know, Public Health Agency of Canada, the federal government, the provincial governments all take 
misinformation more seriously, right? Yeah. So that's great news. And we're getting more and more, re- more and more research is being done on how we can fight it. And, and, but look, the social media platforms, have got, you know, we're seeing that unfold oh, right yeah. now with Facebook, right? You know, they've got to do more. We need more regulatory policy. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a, an ongoing battle. But I'm always optimistic. And uh, we're, we're happy that you're in the fight uh, leading the charge. Uh, keep up the good work. I don't know how you do it. It's going to be exhausting, but we're glad you're doing it. Thanks, Doc. Thanks so much for the support. Yeah, you bet. That's Dr. Timothy Caulfield, who um, is, like I say, I think he's got to be one of the world leaders when it comes to fighting the never-ending flow of misinformation that we're all inundated with each and every day. And he's really risen to prominence. He's a U- University of Alberta prof and researcher in health and law, and uh, he sort of rose to prominence with a Netflix series called A User's Guide to Cheating Death uh, that came out a few years ago. Uh, He's sort of a go-to guy when it comes to trying to be fact-based, science-based, things like that, and dealing with some of the misinformation that comes out there.